Whoa! Hey everyone, it's Peter, aka Pad, another known as Peter A. DeLuca. This is Dream Warriors Podcast, 31 Days of Dread, Day 5. Let's get to Venom. It's been hyped. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I was like debating if I should open up with some type of anecdote, you know, do a little joke, uh, tell a little story. Uh, I'm winding down my time here. Uh, 17 Bridges is nearly finished. I'll, I will be back at the Dream Warrior Studio tomorrow, Saturday, for day six of the 31 Days of Dread. Can't wait for that. It's just going to be nice to uh, get my equipment back and uh, get rid of this little bit of, of an echo I'm dealing with. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm talking to you in, in the mid afternoon. Uh, this is going to be a midday release. Uh, Thursday was such a grinding day for me. Uh, it really threw off my sleep cycle. I came home last night from Jersey after seeing Venom, wanting to do a live art stream. I crashed out, did the, a live art stream at maybe 6 o'clock in the morning as soon as I woke up on AKA Pad 13 on Instagram. Believe it or not, had, uh, had some viewers, had some good interactions. <laughs> People were checking it out. Uh, and that, there is nothing that throws me off more or, or just, um, I don't know, drives me more, drives me to do more than, uh, when you do something at an unexpected time and you see an interaction, uh, you see engagement, you see people watching. And, um, yeah, so anyway, I'm just in the tizzy. Uh, trying to really maintain uh, all the releases and I wanted to pay extra attention to Venom because there, there's a lot happening in, in, in the movie itself but even for me around the movie and that's a lot of what Dream Warriors is all about uh, long form conversation about movies <laughs> uh, obviously uh, even so much long form that The Devil's Candy uh you know, one of the previous episodes of this year's 31 Days of Dread. Uh, Devil's Candy is going to get reanalyzed between Mark and myself. And him and I are hyping that uh, via text message. Uh, because I'm not done talking about that movie. Even though I didn't favor it. Uh, because this is what I'm interested in. I, I really want to know what's happening in, in, in some movies. Uh, I mean, like, even how I feel towards the movies. I want to even analyze that. So, if you're new to Dream Warriors, we do comics, streaming, TV, pop culture, uh, wrestling, football. And a lot of times, if you don't like the episode, if you subscribe, uh, most likely if you skip the episode, there's a, uh, hopefully something you would like, uh, one up or one down from the feed. Uh, The football episodes we try and do once a week. Uh, I, I'm a little bit behind on the wrestling episodes because I did do a Hell, Hell in a Cell recording, but it did the recording, the codex didn't save, and I lost what I thought was a heck of a 45-minute discussion on the newest Hell in a Cell by WWE. Uh, so, look, from this time talking to you, uh, one of the reasons why Venom has been so special because he it's a character... Uh, that's been visually uh, immensely impactful my entire life when I got into comics Venom was just emerging into the uh, scene into the sphere this is like 93 94 uh, the artist that rendered Venom that I'm most connected to is Eric Larson uh, he just had a way 
and and Eric Larson's forms are just corrupted, exaggerated, ugly. He his the form itself, the way he draws the human figure, it's ugly. But he there's a way about it, and there were there's in my mind there's only one or two Venom artists. It would be Todd McFarlane and or Eric Larson. So shout out to both of those guys, and. You know, going back to my early collecting days, oh my god, uh, the Venom action figures were always a immediate purchase from the uh, the early Toy Biz days. Uh, one of them they even took off the market, which was this uh, Venom. It came, it came with a talking box that attached to his back so you could make the character talk. And uh, he said, I want to eat your brains, and they took it off the market, and everyone predicted that was going to be a $1,000 figure. Uh, and I, I had that, and I always tracked... Uh, like proper Venom figures, if there was, if it was a all black Venom figure without any gimmicks to it, I I usually bought them in multiple because those are the ones I always shoot up in value. Uh, same adage for uh, or same rule of thumb for any Dark Knight figure, anything with Batman that is the Batman proper, most likely that's a figure that will jump in value. But yeah, so. <laughs> uh, I, I just really, I'm just think, thinking about yesterday, I beat myself up so much, uh, and I, it, like, I just, I came home relatively early today from the 9 to 5, and took a nap, I had to take another nap, so I, I, I ate about 30 chicken nuggets, took a nap, uh, planned out somewhat the rest of my weekend, and literally, Crashed out while watching the, the Patriots-Colts replay from last night's Thursday Night Football. Shout out to the Patriots for dominating that, that game. But Jim Irsay, uh, on a football side note, he, Jim Irsay must hate um, the Patriots to his core. Because, my God, uh, like just Brady alone has denied Jim Irsay maybe three or four Super Bowl runs or Super Bowl appearances, which is insane. And that includes one for luck. But yeah, uh, let's go through the plot of the movie. Uh, so 2007, let me jump into Spider-Man 3. 2007, Topher Grace portrayed Eddie Brock as a complete dynamic opposite of Peter Parker, who was played by Tobey Maguire. That movie was directed by uh, Sam Raimi, Raimi. And Spider-Man 3 is a well-documented uh, meddling of the of the studio. Like how a studio can reach its arm into a movie, play around with the engine, uh, do a couple things, you know, <laughs> pull a couple spark plugs, and expect the engine to run. Uh, there was a conflict between Sam Raimi and the studio where he wanted, I believe it was the Vulture, Vulture and... Uh, Sane Bane. You know, Sane Raimi was more connected to, we'll say, the, the Stanley Steve Dicko villains for Spider-Man. And the studio wanted Venom, obviously. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that would have been like a fair exchange. Because, look, clearly Sane Raimi, Raimi had a, a story to tell with the Sane Bane. Okay, he, he had a... A point of view and if you go through the origin of that character and the scenes of the character in spider-man 3 it's 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 abundant um 
he had something he wanted to tell. The studio was like, look, you have to put Venom into the movie. And uh, I think some of the low-hanging fruit conversation about that uh, really stems from this labeling that the studio just wanted to sell action figures. Well, okay, cool. They got to stay in business. Uh, You know, like the studio really didn't interfere much with Dr. Octopus and Green Goblin for Spider-Man 1 and 2. You know, like, I w- it, there's a side of me that wants to say that same Remy, and he never really recovered from Spider-Man 3, which is very telling, because I really feel like he may have uh, bitched out and got a really big head on his shoulders, because uh, the studio made an investment in him on two movies, they let him run the ship, uh, he got his way, and maybe the studio needed theirs. Uh, I, I think that point of view really doesn't come come across at all when we talk about Spider-Man 3. Uh, the, the studio was due theirs. Now, for a third Spider-Man movie, uh, at that point, as great as the first and second movies were, because I love them both, I, I love them uh, through and through. Uh, the, the Danny Elfman score, the, the Alex Ross credit sequence for Spider-Man 2, Hashtag lit. So, having a a Venom-driven Spider-Man 3 would have been phenomenal. It would have been great. Uh, Venom is a horror-based villain. He is based on your nightmares. Visually, he's your nightmares. That's why he just works so well. I'm talking to you from a Venom shirt that I bought. At the theater, because <laughs> I went with John, he bought socks. Uh, we we go all the way into Jersey, fight through through traffic. Actually, part of like the we sacri- I sacrificed so much uh, to go. We, we we go to Jersey for Venom merch, popcorn. We call it popcorn merch because I wanted the tin bucket and the cup because yeah, you know, I can use those things and I, I just love the graphics and stuff. Uh, you know, and I like cool popcorn buckets because at home. I eat a lot of popcorn because of the, uh, it's one of the better things for you to eat. But yeah, so, Venom's from your nightmares. Same Raimi, Raimi, Ram, I I can't say that, his name right now. Uh, This dude has a horror background. (laughs) You you can't work with the studio because they were already kind of talking about Spider-Man 4. Everyone was signed on for 4. I don't really know. Like, uh, I would maybe like to research a little bit more of that uh, to know exactly what happened with 3. So, we got like a partial Venom and a partial Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3. That's why we're even talking about it. Up until that point, the only real portrayal, which was more of a truer portrayal uh, from my memory, was the Spider-Man animated series. And I think there might have been like a two-part or three-part Venom arc uh maybe three it was like three episodes it was like a venom origin um venom always is the dynamic opposite of peter parker and spider-man okay where one is uh jacked and aggressive and chiseled and good looking in person and then you know, uh, Peter Parker being meek and weak and, uh, you know, like, nerdy. Spider-Man being slim and, you know, athletic looking. But Venom being a giant beast. 
uh, you know, of, of a character, uh, slime all over the place, uh, just visually black and teeth. Uh, so, we really didn't get a full uh, Venom, like, movement, origin, or what, uh, or Spider-Man 3 paid no attention to Venom. Because Sam Raimi was directing three villains. He was working with three villains in that story. Green Goblin 2, Sam and Venom. He was introducing Gwen Stacy. So now we have four introductions. And then Peter Parker split his personality. So technically we have like what they call emo Peter Parker. That's that's five new characters in a... Uh, I don't know. Now it seems like it's a two-hour, thirty-minute movie, <laughs> but it's not okay. So, and that's why that movie doesn't work too well. I, the more I watch Spider-Man Three, the more I enjoy it. There, I said it. Sue me, people. Come, come at me, bro. So, for this time around, the Venom movie, um, we can discuss the plot. Evil, uh, evil scientist guy. Potentially evil. Uh, he, you know, mines a comet, which was very topical because we will see that in our future. But uh, he sends a shuttle to a comet, comes back with four samples. Uh, that's where the movie begins. Uh, the spaceship in reentry crash lands on Earth. One of them escapes. They capture the other three. And then. Uh, Eddie Brock being this investigative reporter does a thing or two stumbles in the lab uh, one of the symbiotes in the lab called Venom is a parasite he, he needs a host uh, attaches itself to Eddie Brock and here we go we got the adventure so it is kind of like evil scientist type of guy uh, this movie did more for the character than I remember any of the comics and so now this is a, a th you know kind of like a consistent thread of mine because this is what i say about uh not even batman not even superman but i say this about iron man captain america thor uh, uh you know even thanos where these movies uh boil down the essence of the character and what they spew out is almost a like ultimate version of the of, of the concept and it, it's it's streamlined and you can swallow it because anyone that knows the venom's comic book origin even up to right now recent time it, it it's it's confusing it makes no sense and it's quite stupid i'll leave it at that you, you you can look look it up if you already know the movie this movie delivered on giving me a venom origin this movie also does something that people hate that they do not understand, which is Venom's got to fight a superpowered something, right? He's got to fight something comparable to him. He fights another version of himself, a version called Riot, which I think is an amazing name. Uh, why? Why do we keep, you know, the Iron Monger? Uh, even the Red Skull, uh, you know, it, it goes on, right, on and on, on and on. Why do we, uh, you know, Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man, why do we keep getting, you know, <laughs> why do we keep getting heroes fighting direct opposite versions of themselves? Because when we, um, they, they're, if they're equals, that means we know the rules of the villain already. 
meaning that uh, we're educated on how to bring down the hero to some capacity. Uh, we're also knowledgeable on the powers of the hero and how far the hero can go. So an opposite version of that, and usually by this point the hero is in a weakening state weakened state so we we want to see how the hero can survive and get out of the situation it was done in this movie uh, like we always see it in the avengers movies with iron man or with iron man and you know like his his power level is always about to go his battery is about to uh he, he needs a charge so the movie's going to get ripped apart criticized for that the movie's going to get ripped apart criticized for being a little short uh a little quick uh, and off-tone, potentially. It, it, this is how I just envisioned it. But look, this, this movie delivered on me, with me, on, on multiple levels. And, and another one of those levels being that it, it showed me things I really never thought I would see on the big screen regarding the Venom mythology. Okay, what are you talking about, Peter? Well, look, it, it, this is a the best version of Eddie Brock I've ever seen or read. Uh, maybe outside the ultimate version. Because I do like the ultimate origin. I like the ultimate uh, Venom very well. The best version of Eddie Brock. Uh, let me get into Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock in this movie. Is a conservative. I know that sounds crazy. But he is a. He's. Exposing the truth. He is anti-fake news. He is bringing attention. To. The welfare state. That his city has created. And the the degradation of the city. And the awareness of that. Uh, he's somewhat of a. Uh, he has a bullseye on his chest. Because uh, as stated in the movie. He's he's the lace of his kind. There's no, there's no such thing as an investigative reporter. In the Venom universe. Uh, he's, he's coming from a very left leaning city that uh you know basically built itself into the ground it scaled as much high as it has uh, in low i know that's a little bit of a platitude and uh, I, and when i say conservative for eddie brock he's not um you know he's not preachy about it but we see some of his principles and what he stands for uh in a, a quick montage very quick uh you know in the beginning of the movie because he's somewhat of a youtuber uh he's he's Tommy Robinson, uh, who, who just went to prison, uh, you know, in the UK, uh, for reporting, <laughs> reporting about Muslim rape gangs that are somewhat covered up by UK officials, but anyway, um, he's Tommy Robertson in, in a, uh, comic book <laughs> form, okay, but no, uh, it's a cool version of the character. I think even if he's right-leaning, it does fit the character 100%. And that's more or less the commentary, not even what he might stand for. It's just that he um, he's outside the box. While, you know, like, he's he's just, an, he. I mean, he's, he's an outside thinker, and that's a little bit where he gets his edge. Now, that was fantastic. Venom, the symbiote, has a personality, has a history, has intent, uh, has a plan of action. I was I uh, there was no way I was expecting this. The symbiote uh, kind of has uh, preferred methods. <laughs> uh, very deep, very deep over there. Uh, thumbs up. I love. I love it. Uh, they did a great job with that. Uh, you find out that the symbiote is somewhat of a um, 
of a bum, of a loser, according to, to his people. I thought that was fantastic. Um, so we have that. We have a really nice movie-level Venom action, especially at the end where they're just these, like, globs uh, facing off against one another. Uh, again, like, no way uh, have the comics ever sold, like, the idea of, of, of the, the, go- the globulous forms. I thought that was great. Uh, Venom, you know, is a predator. He needs to eat meat. He needs to eat living meat. Uh, I think that was well done. Look, they they suck with the the BS weakness of of the uh, Sonic and uh, the Sonic sounds and like the I think the water no fire fire, which is kind of weird. If they're on the comic being hurled through the universe, these are two things that should not even bother such a creature. You know, like how could the creature even? live in space so to speak or live on the comet if it's a uh, if sonic noises bother it not that that not that the sound doesn't travel in space of uh, it doesn't but you know you would have to be like uh you would have to have no weakness similar to like the the alien in the the alien franchise you would he you would have to be a, a like a version of that but anyway uh there's other storytelling uh faults throughout the movie but I don't want to talk about them. I think uh, it, it, at this time, it, it, I, I we will do more of a Venom analysis, a hundred percent. But the the other thing in the movie, I thought I would never ever see in a movie was a female Venom make out with someone. <laughs> that was amazing, and the the female Venom looked H O T looked very hot. So. I don't really know. Uh, I know the criticisms for this movie are going to be heavy, but the movie's already made ten million dollars, which is I think an already already a October record. This movie is going to be huge overseas. This potentially could be a eight hundred million dollar movie between U.S. market and overseas. I'm hoping it does because they set up Woody Harrelson as uh, Clayton Creed. If I recall Carnage, uh, they set up Carnage in this movie. The rules for the symbiote are grounded. They're good rules for the symbiote on Earth. They have something going here. This movie deserves to be... If you've seen this movie and you're on the fence about it, go watch it again. Bring someone. We need Ticket Soul for this movie to continue this thread. Because Sony did do a good job. They... um, they have good intent with with these characters. With that being said, everyone, I'm amped. I kind of want to see this movie again. I'm highly recommending Venom. 31 Days of Dread, Day 5. This is Pete. Take care of yourselves. Rock and roll.